0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Valkyrie cast. This is episode 17 where we talk about the new Kingsman movie, the golden circle. Circle of gold. Circles of gold. Round spheres of golden things. I am your host. It's a circle. There's no balls, (laughs) It's It's not a golden ball. It's not Kingsman (laughs) golden ball. Just golden circles. That (laughs) would be interesting though. Hmm. Uh, I am your host, Tommy. I am the man with the beard. And we are actually doing this one live today with the three of us. And to my right slash in front of me, we have the man who does not only read comic books, but was born from one.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's, I, I don't know how to respond to that, but yes. <laughs> yes, I was.
0: <laughs> and then we have the man to my left. The man... To my left, I cannot say this enough. You almost we have said you're your
1: mythical left, but you're like, mm, maybe not this time. <laughs> not
0: <laughs> mythical enough. No longer. But he is the mythical man, the man born of legends, the man who was once frozen in carbonite and told Harrison Ford to get over it. We have Drew. This is true. I told him to get over it, and then he stopped acting for the last movie, but mm. you know. It'll be okay. Let's be honest. Harrison Ford's been calling it in ever since.
1: So here's here. I was thinking. Here's the thing with Harrison Ford. I've noticed. Like I feel like he always just hates everything about acting. But I think the more I've seen like of interviews and stuff, I think he's just like that a hundred percent of the time. Because I saw some interview with like him he's talking just over about being alive. Like no, eh. just like over. Yeah, I guess I don't know. But I saw an interview with him talking about the new Blade Runner movie, and like he was like, yeah, it's. He was basically like, yeah, it's super exciting that so many people find this cool and whatnot but then like all his answers are like one word answers like so what do you think of this 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 yeah why don't you wear the earring anymore just took it out (laughs) he was like like, he just gives like the most vague answers to all his questions so he's just he's phoning in life at this (laughs) point guys
0: (laughs) <laughs> that's Unlike, what i've uh, decided <laughs> jim carrey have any of you guys seen that uh, i think it was variety interview that jim carrey did no like i did a week or two ago what's he doing these at the days? at the beginning he just circles oh i did see the, that uh, the reporter for a moment and then just gives the most like obscure random i'm out in the middle of nowhere like we don't he literally was like <laughs> we don't exist we're not really things things don't matter what are we we're people people are nothing
1: man that that, that the movie, the number twenty three, really got him. Yeah. <laughs>
0: was that was that the movie yeah. he's in? Yeah. Okay. Twenty three. Gotcha. <sighs> well, uh, I think we should start off by saying that this episode will be riddled with spoilers. So if you haven't seen Kingsman: The Golden Circle, um, turn it off now. Go watch right. it, and then come back. Yeah. It's. We'll welcome you back. It's,
2: I think we can all say it's definitely worth like watching if you like spy type movies.
0: Absolutely. I don't even like comic books, and I enjoyed this. Yeah, Mm. it is a comic book movie that you enjoyed. It is. Oh my goodness! Oh my gosh, people, we found one. I actually, actually, is hell freezing. Guys, are uh, your feet in cold? I don't know. Nope, mine's not. My All feet right, cool. are a little cold because you I think, your, I think your heart <laughs> just grew a little bit, Tommy. Oh, his heart
2: grew just beat. Kind of you know, the whole Grinch thing where it's, the heart grew 10 times, whatever? Oh. I don't know <laughs> the story. Uh, it's pretty obvious right now. That's what just happened. I wasn't going to call you out.
1: <laughs> called himself out on it. So we got a couple of news points. What was our first news point we were wanting to talk about? So
2: I've got one that, very interesting, and maybe some of you who. Um, Listen to this. Have seen this. Kotaku reported on um, Monday of this week that an interesting thing happened uh, with crossplay, and we've talked about crossplay on this show. All three of us, we're all for it. I think. And if you don't know what that term means by chance, it's talking about in video games the ability to play between different consoles. So if Matt's on his Nintendo Switch and I'm on my Xbox and Tommy's on his PC. It would be really cool if we could all play together. Uh, and some games you can. Uh, the Probably the biggest champion of it right now would be Rocket League. You can do that right now on mm-hmm. all of those consoles I just named. Minecraft has a really cool thing going on. It doesn't work for everything because obviously first-person shooters uh, have, you know, a PC has a distinct advantage with a keyboard and mouse versus, yeah. a, uh, you know, a controller. Very but, much so. But for co-op games and for a lot of games, um, it would work. So... That being said, basically, Epic's new game, which is called Fortnite, uh, which is a co-op survival type game. I think the general premise of it is during the day, you build a fort, uh, and you kind of gather supplies and stuff, and when night comes, you and your friends have to defend your fort, basically. So, it's kind of a cool... It sounds like a really cool idea. Co-op game. Well, it just went, um, started going live over this past week, and all of a sudden... Xbox players and PlayStation 4 players were able to play together. Um, basically, crossplay was available for Fortnite, but the thing is, Epic Games said that that feature was never intended. They actually went beyond that and said that that feature was a bug, um, a configuration issue, they said, mm, uh, and mm. eventually just turned it off, uh, which was sad because there's some really cool pictures on uh, the Reddit link. Uh, talking about like two friends sitting next to each other, one with a PS4 and one with an Xbox One, and they're playing the game together. Um, and I don't know. We, we talk about this a lot. We've got friends who play PlayStation, and we all have different consoles and stuff. It would just be so cool. And a game like this is perfect for it. Um, so I guess the real story here is is this. We keep hearing that crossplay is so hard to do that it is you know technical limitations and everything else. And we just had a triple A developer put out a game that they did it by accident. If that's the case, how hard can this really be? And this wasn't between a PC and a PlayStation 4, an Xbox and a PC. We've seen that a lot more. This is between an Xbox and a PlayStation 4. And if they're doing this by accident,
0: man, I mean, I I don't know. What well, what are y'all's thoughts on that? I mean, maybe they stumbled across the, the goose that lays the golden egg. And maybe mean, so. It, it, it may be that it was difficult that somebody just um, typed in the wrong line of code that became the right line of code that will... Save us all.
2: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And, you know, it, the Kotaku announced uh, was reporting the saying that Epic Games representatives basically said it was a configuration issue and it had been corrected. Uh, what I think is really interesting about this is that um, Kotaku reached out to Phil Spencer, who is the head of Xbox gaming. Really cool guy. He's like the cool uncle everyone wishes they had. Um, at least that's how I, I view him. And uh, his, his whole response was, you know, somebody asked him, what do you think about like the accidental... Temporary crossplay between Xbox One and PS4. Uh, everybody was loving it, and all of a sudden, it's gone. And his whole response was, "I wish they. I would like to have seen them leave it on." Um, and so, I don't know what you guys think about it. I just, I, I, I get the sense that from this news that it's more along political business reasons that we don't have crossplay than technical reasons. To me, this just.
1: Seems to prove that crossplay is not as difficult to make happen as they like to lead us to believe, mm-hmm. and that really does come down to the developers just giving the okay, because it's like I mean, you're right. Maybe 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 they found like the secret code, which in that case, I hope they're like, you know, trademarking that if something or whatever. I don't know how what they could do with that, but to me, it seems like it just comes down to you know them saying yeah let's do it or not yeah and we've we've seen that especially microsoft has done a huge push in the last year and even this year of saying we are ready and open to crossplay. we are ready to do this but it just comes down to some of these other developers like sony and nintendo and whatnot to open the doors for that and we've seen more in the last year especially this year of it happening but I don't know. It still baffles me that it's still such a such a hot topic. I feel like.
0: Well, it might be something sim- similar to the case of, um, I, I say early, but like early Mac and PC, back in the day, you could not yeah. take a hard drive from one to the other. Yeah. In some cases, you still cannot take a Mac hard drive and put it on a Windows computer without uh, third party issues. But but now there is a a system in place that you know can bridge the two and so maybe we're just waiting for some sort of licensing some sort of regulation whatever maybe
2: some sort of like standard
0: yeah to come about that way we can finally get no, that do you think
2: it's a, some sort of standard or do you think it's more along the lines of they haven't figured a way of making it profitable because oh, this is this is what i oh, it's see come down to that well yeah. and i know but this is what i see coming from this is that playstation and again sony needs to make money that's what they do. I mean, they're a business. That's their end yeah. goal. And, you know, they ultimately are on top of the market right now. And this helps. I mean, it. it this does not hurt Xbox or the Nintendo mm-hmm. Switch or the PC for that matter. Uh, this could hurt Sony in the long run. So I guess that's kind of what it looks like. But, man, I tell you, especially the last few weeks, us playing Destiny and... Uh, some of these other games that are very at the core reliant on co-op i would just love to be able to play with people especially in a few weeks the pc comes out i know tommy you prefer the pc more we got some other friends to do i'd love to be able to play with some people on that so Mm -hmm. you know hopefully the future and i know we all are for this hopefully the future is co-op uh you know co-op and you know maybe that'll be the next trend yeah we had motion control and vr
1: maybe we're going to take a step back and the next trend is cross play
0: yeah be okay be with cool. that
1: on an interesting note talking about Fortnite I saw this article kept popping up where uh, the the title of the article is player unknown's battlegrounds developer calls out epic games over Fortnite battle royale similarities so I thought since we're talking about it I'd check it but here's the thing and this is what bothers me about news sources All it is is the vice president sent out an email publication or whatnot talking about Epic Games, who makes this game, and talking about how they use Unreal Engine 4, blah, blah, blah. The part that everybody's talking about in this article is it says Kim, who's the vice president, added that after listening to the growing feedback from the community and reviewing gameplay for themselves, they are concerned that Fortnite may be replicating the experience of which PUBG is known. Yeah. So like, they're just saying like they're con- they're they're concerned that it's similar, but it's not them calling out Fortnite for copying PUBG. Yeah. Which is what most of the
2: articles I've seen are making it sound like. Well, and PUBG just feels like to me, and I like PUBG. Um, by the way, that's a terrible name. The more I think about it, I really don't. I don't <laughs> makes like, me one, yeah. It makes me think he didn't think it was going to get quite as big. Yeah, as it I has. agree with that. I don't
0: think so. I mean, plus I don't the, think I'm, anybody could have amassed how much that PUBG has just exploded.
2: Well, and I also like I don't even really like PUBG, but I feel like it's better than me spending the few moments player to say unknown's player unknowns, unknown's battleground. Yeah.
1: I just every time get mixed up and actually accidentally sometimes say battlefront or battlefield. We have too many battles. <laughs> too many games. battles. We like battles in so, video game world. He that, that's the the original intent. Probably probably was to it just be called battlegrounds but they had to put the name on there to help sell it and it's just become the thing no so, agree. I, I just call
2: it PUBG. I just feel like that game type the battle royale game type is like the flavor of the month right oh now. absolutely like yeah. everyone wants to do that and i get it it's fun to play it's fun to watch
1: you know go for it so yeah, I've been itching to play lately, but Destiny still has me in a, like, a vice grip.
0: Dude, I haven't gotten to play with anybody since Destiny came out on the PC because everyone's on Destiny. Every time I text Clay or Maybe something, you should come to Chris, Destiny. Has, Chris has Maybe a PC
2: now and been playing and the four of us could play sometime
1: yeah. soon. I'm I'll okay
2: play. with this. Hey, uh, another bit of news before we dive into talking about Kingsman, because I'm sure you want to hear that, is um, Nintendo just had a direct, uh, Nintendo direct, uh, <laughs> Nintendo had a direct. <laughs> um, N- N- Nintendo just had a Nintendo direct a few days back, um, and, you know, typical Nintendo stuff, but one thing that was really interesting is Rockstar's Games is actually bringing L.A. North to the switch. Uh, and this is interesting, not because la Norse is even that great of a game. I never played it. I just heard it was like a detective you know mm. type game, but, What's interesting is if they can make that game work on the Switch, they probably can make Grand Theft Auto work on the Switch. And I've Hmm. seen probably this week alone, and it makes a lot more sense now because I didn't realize that this was announced until just yesterday, but I saw so many articles about if Grand Theft Auto comes to the Switch, holy crap. And I agree. Like I bought Grand Theft Auto 5 when it came out on Xbox 360 back in the day, and I haven't rebuilt it because I, I beat it in haven't really seen a reason to but if it came out on switch and i had to switch man that'd be a fun game to have on it so
0: Mm -hmm. i agree
2: i never played la noir but my roommate in college
1: ben played it a lot because he loved the detective style and the big thing with that game when it came out was the facial animations because they were so um so advanced at the time the part of the game was you looking at the character as you're asking questions and trying to figure out if they're lying or not and like I never got into it because it, the detective stuff was interesting, but it was kind of boring game. So it's kind of one of those things. If you play it and it, it's you know you really like it, my friend Ben beat the whole thing, and I watched him play some of it and it looked interesting, but I just never could get into it. But I'm just curious them porting it over if how that's going to translate by today's standard, or it might be a more updated version, but. Uh, that that I remember when it came out was the big thing with L.A. Noire was the facial animations were like super advanced for the time.
0: Well I doubt I, I imagine that they're gonna hope that the majority of people will play L.A. Noire mm-hmm. the same way that they play everything else as if it's a 3DS and they're probably banking on you playing it on that little like 6-7 inch screen yeah. that comes with it. At that point there's really not much that they're gonna have to do The I mean sure. Um, let's be honest. It's not like it's make. a 1080 display in your no. hands, so no. It's also
1: coming to the big consoles too. Again, the Xbox and the oh, that'll be cool. Um, and the PlayStation 4. So
0: well, then I kind of reserve my my statement, and I'll be very intrigued to see how yeah. that uh. How that works but no out. i
1: agree with you on the switch it'll probably be they probably won't do much to it but it'll be interesting to see on the other ones um some other big third-party games that were announced for nintendo were doom the one that just came out last yes, year Doom
0: three i think right
1: and uh i think it's just no, it's doom, just doom. yeah right. it's just called just doom but it, it
0: might be the third one i don't no, know which I don't, one it is now, that I, now as soon as i said it i realized how wrong i mm-hmm. was i <laughs> but, know i'm gonna get slammed for that which is
1: cool and it's not like a a, a watered down version it's like the full game now it's not. I read an article where it's not running at 60 frames per second. It's only at 30, but That's it's fine. it's the switch's hardware. And the reviews have been really the early you know reviews have been really really positive. And I remember one of them was quoted talking about how you're playing. A good Doom game at 30 frames per second on what's equiv what's basically a tablet. Yeah. And yeah, that right that's there is impressive. Thinking. Yeah. And so Doom is really cool that they're doing that. But then the other big part third party game is the new um, Wolfenstein game that hasn't come out yet. The one that comes out this year or is it next year? It's this year. It's is it later uh, this year? Yeah, I thought it was it's this late. year.
2: Um I may have got kicked to spring. I'm gonna look that up. I'll keep um but so that's like a big,
1: really big game. I'm really impressed that they're gonna be Able to get that on the switch and you know we also have la noir like we were saying so it's coming out october 27th okay so, like so it's coming month, out like next wow, month wow that's a big announcement for it to be as yeah. quick as it is we're almost like a month away mm-hmm. so but what's what a lot of people are excited about is one these are two big third-party games that are coming um nintendo's never been super big about third-party games yep. which could be the third-party developers and their hardware i mean i can understand based on the way that's Wii true and the Wii a U. lot of people
0: probably don't want to accommodate
1: Right. But this fits. And so a lot of people are thinking that a lot of these third party companies have been waiting to see how the Switch does. And let's. At this point, the Switch is a success. It's sold yeah. way more than the Wii U. I think it's almost. It's probably not sold as much as the Wii, but it's. But it's, it's
0: not Christmas time yet. You're like, right. We're not time. even in the holiday. It yeah.
1: came out at the beginning of the year. Um, we're now at the point where the supply is catching up with demand right before the season, the Christmas season and the sh- holidays. So it's, it's already a successful console before that even happened. So a lot of people are wondering, especially now that doom and Wolfenstein's coming out, they're wondering how many third party games are we going to see at the beginning of next year yeah. or, or just in the next year? Because people are now going, okay, this, this console is going to is successful. Let's get, get our, let's cash in on this. Yeah, so. yeah
2: for sure.
0: And honestly, between doom and rocket league, I mean, I was already sold on on getting a Switch, but Mm -hmm. um, now that I know that you know, too, and then with Wolfenstein coming out, I'm, plus the Mario buying. game, you can oh, dude, possess that thing people. Looks, that By the way, evidently
2: Nintendo doesn't like that you call it possessing. <laughs> yes, I heard about this.
1: That uh, podcast that me and Drew were listening to, they got to go to one of the like hands-on things, and they were very strict about the the idea capture. of capture. It's capturing. You're capturing things,
0: which I get. You're because, only capturing their soul and putting yeah. in the bottle. <laughs>
1: well, they they were like big about you're not possessing and stuff, and I get it because in the Japanese culture, like.
0: Yeah. ghosts and all that. That's I mean, that's really, creepy
2: in American culture, yeah, too, guys. Yeah. A hat that can possess people? That sounds so like something in Jumagi well, no, or something. But I guess it's true. true
0: because the Japanese culture, they really do believe that items can possess. That's mm-hmm, true. And, and, you know, um, and we talk about that in the horror sense here in America, but that's a... I remember this doll washing up uh, on the beach, and my sister found it, and it was just like, don't, don't throw... Throw that back in the ocean. (laughs) Throw that back in the ocean. Nothing. Right now. (laughs) Get rid of that. Awesome! <gasps> Wait, oh, that's Kingsman. Are we Kingsman. diving in? Spoiler
1: Kingsman. warning again. Yeah, so we're actually coming off fresh. We just saw it within the last half hour. I together, still got by the way, on my breath. That's right. It was great to see it together. Like, Absolutely. We have such crazy schedules. This hardly ever happens. It was really nice. It worked out well. Um, we should do it
0: more often, guys.
1: We should. Sure. So because we just saw it, we normally have time to kind of collect our thoughts and plan it out. But since we just saw it, we're just going to kind of go at this kind got of impromptu, kind of casual. Which is why we're. We're going ahead and giving our spoiler warning. So, you know, no one's completely diving in, man. Diving in. This is this is no (laughs) filter. I haven't thought about it.
2: Just what we think about this
1: movie to a place (laughs) I belong. West Virginia.
0: (laughs) We're just why has that song become so popular? I don't
1: know, but I'm down with it. It fit really well in this movie. It's it's a great song.
0: I mean, it worked well in, in Alien Covenant, It worked too. well in Alien Covenant. Like, Covenant, too. I like
2: John Denver, like, a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I just feel like he's a bit of a legend. Kind of like
0: it. Elton John. Oh. So, Elton John is in
2: this movie yeah. as a cameo. Anyone else surprised by that? Well, well, I was surprised. Well, not was a cameo. He had a support. Yeah, yeah, role oh, yeah. No, he definitely, you're right, no. you're right. And this is a weird place to jump at this movie, but let's just go for it. <laughs> um, yeah, Ellen John, we think he makes a cameo in it because at first he it seems like it's just going to be like a short thing, but then yeah. he's a character he for the rest of the up. film yeah. as, as Elton John yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, which I mean, it's the most extra thing ever. But it's Ellen John, so yeah, it, per, it works. For let's just it.
2: let's just get this out of the way to begin with. You're either going to love or hate this movie. I don't know if there's yeah. much middle ground no, because I don't think so. It, I don't think it there's is any middle ground It is say, saying that having. El John B himself in this is extra. The whole movie is just so yeah, over the top. It is, but for some reason they just they decided at one point like we're going for it, and they just didn't let up. And well, I, you know what? Kudos for them. I appreciate that. It's a good movie to talk about how you know some of the th- some of my favorite
1: shows like. You know, Rick and Morty, we talk about, or uh, even going with anime, Gurren Lagann. Oh, the Gurren reason I Lagen. love him so much is because they own up to the ridiculousness and run with it. And I think Kingsman definitely does that because let's talk about the opening sequence. Starts immediately with a very high action, high thrills fight car chase sequence, which I'm totally down with. Like absolutely. I really enjoyed it. But that, really but that felt kind
2: of like normal spy movie. Yeah. yeah. But then, like, oh, absolutely. gets into a car chase scene where he hits a button and the fake rims <laughs> pop off <That laughs> to show, like... like Alright. Like. <laughs> so, so here's, my, here's my one complaint and then about like a entire <laughs> sequence.
0: So, he's got a button to put, like, in sports mode it for turned his tires. It into, tires. like, a rally car. Sports yeah. mode. And, like, <laughs> but... <laughs> so, his rendezvous point is the nearest lake, and they can't think to put an oxygen tank in the glove box? true. Yeah. I, that's oversight. Because the windows can never you get shot You think Merlin was no. just which, messing which, with them? Which, like, Spy 101, why are the windows not bulletproof? Yeah, this is true. That's my thought. I totally thought he got in the car forcefully as an idea of, mm-hmm. we're gonna be I'm safe invincible. In well, and hold on. We all, we all have to recognize that bulletproof glass is not...
2: Fully bulletproof, no, and fair. they did that's have fair. many and a, guns, and a person did fly through the window. So I mean, yeah, okay. maybe he guns. just pushed it out. But but again, you are really, yeah, I I love that car scene. Um, I, the, you know, the thing that bugged me the most about that car scene from the opening was not even the wheels popping off because that was the moment I was like, <laughs> I all right, TV. here we go. This is like this is like the part of the um. This is like the part of the roller coaster where like, you get up and you're about to start net going down. It's like, all right. And you can see the go. bottom.
1: You're like, this is going <laughs> yeah, yeah, to be a fun ride. Yeah, it's going to be fun
2: But what bugged me even more was the car sounded so cool and awesome. But up until that point, it just like, <laughs> it looked like a taxi. Just so I mean, everyone understands that.
1: Oh, yeah. It is it's it is a taxi, a British taxi car is what it is. And then it suddenly becomes like a rally car and then a submarine. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> within like five <laughs> within minutes. Within five minutes of itself. Well, the reason, the m- moment I knew it was about to get really turned up was he hits it and like the pedals and the gears change, but it pops up like the, the emergency brake really high like those like off-road rally cars and yeah. the rims break off. I was like, this is about to get crazy, guys. <laughs> and sure enough, it did. It was great. Um Okay, so that's the opening sequence. Yeah, uh, we're talking about the opening sequence, the I don't know why this bothered me now that I think back of it, but so the villain that one of the villains' henchmen, who's kind of a main antagonist through this movie, is one of the characters from the other movie, which was I can't remember his name. Charles Chester. Chester. No, Chester why? King was the. Oh, right. like, I came prepared. Chester King was Ar- Arthur in the last movie. Anyway, it's the uh, while well, Drew looks it up. It's it's the candidate for Kingsman from the last movie that he ends up electrocuting. He survived, apparently. And this is so weird to me, and I don't know why this bothers me, but in the very opening sequence, he's holding a gold gun. It's, and it's Charlie like, is his name. Oh, okay, Charlie. it was Charlie. Oh, okay. okay, so you're close. So, like, he's holding a gold gun just to make you know that he's with the golden circle. But then there's no gold anywhere else in the movie besides the, like, ring. Did you catch that? Nope. Like, it was a little over the top. Like, I don't
2: know why I, I caught it in it bothered And you're surprised it was over the well,
1: top? Well, no. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. No, it's but just, I, get, I, get I get noticed like If it's the
0: Golden Circle, why don't they all have golden
1: guns? Yeah, because he had a Golden Glock in the very beginning, and I instantly I went, he's probably that. with the Golden Circle. Either. And then the rest of the movie, more, all the
2: guns are normal. I was more trying to remember who he was. And this is, this is a valid problem. point, because even... Th- us talking about this opening chase scene and him kicking a button in the car becoming a drift mobile rally <laughs> car if if you've seen the first Kingsman movie you know that Ed Exy Egg's, mm-hmm. um is really good at driving and he's kind of a kind of, he's kind of like a street punk who's into that already and he, there's a whole scene of him doing that before he even gets recruited into the spy organization so even that was a nod back to the first movie what did you guys think about that fact that like this movie does not stand alone like the first one did. No.
1: It was very... You're right. There there are big factors, entire plot um, parts that are very reliant on you having an idea of what happened in the first movie, which I think Home Dude coming back, Charlie coming back, you could probably to put two and two together because they stayed it multiple yeah. times. This was yeah. this was a guy who tried well, to even do the Kingsman. little like,
0: flashback video... Yeah, yeah 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 when he shocks battle. him yeah. yeah
1: and but then the other thing that's i think you need to know about the other movie is um you know big spoiler but we've already said that is um Galahad coming back harry yeah harry survived getting shot in the face from the last movie apparently Which,
0: that disappointed me mm-hmm. not not because i was really happy that he's here yeah. but it was just another one of those moments of like really can no one well, die?
1: The part of you that goes, I love this character and it's great seeing these two interact is happy, but the other part of you is like, You just can't let a character stay dead. You can't let that awesome plot point stay normal. Well, it's based an Agent off a comic, here.
2: It is based on a comic book, and they are notorious that's about not letting that's people fair. die. That's, that's, that's fair. But I agree. Right. The, the first Kingsman movie, and I think all of us liked it at least. Do we? Do we all like the first? Yeah, I mean, oh, I love the first. I think it's a great sleeper movie. Like, it's one of those movies
1: that came out, and I was like, I saw a trailer or something, and I was like, okay, whatever. It looks like a spy movie, but then they did a. I saw they released the clip, the bar fight scene on YouTube as a clip, and I watched that, and instantly was like, I need to see this movie, and it was one of my favorite if not my favorite movie of that year like i just really really liked it
0: i haven't seen the first one since i saw it in theaters and i i liked it i mean um i didn't dislike it i think the one thing that i really did like and i'll I'll state this first i actually liked the second one as a whole more than i liked the first one yeah but i think the thing that i liked about the first one was the style of the fight sequences oh yeah. gosh and fantastic. i mean we got that at the very end with the yeah, you know, we did. With, with the the three of them fighting in mm-hmm. the 50s diner but i felt like every other fight sequence had uh, just like the littlest amount of that that they could and then the rest looked to me like captain america 2 where honestly i don't really know what's going on Right. Yeah, there were a few action
2: sequences, especially at the beginning, that I was having a hard time tracking what was going on. Um, but, you know, I, I think that, you know, Harry dying in the first one is pretty... I don't know. It, it, it helped propel the last third of that movie really well. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And, it helped propel Andy's and, and 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 character, you know, too. It, it almost makes me wonder, and, and we're jumping... Kind of, I'm about to jump towards the end of our movie, but we have a very similar thing happen with Merlin at the end of this oh. movie... Which was was tugging at my heartstrings oh just my like God. just like when Harry died. Maybe even more so. I think more Corbett because dizzizz- we, were, we saw it coming. It Absolutely. was it was building up to it. Yeah, it was. But at the same time, it was kind of like I mean, is he really dead? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's.
1: really I mean, dead. I was no. Really you're sure. right. Harry
0: was. I mean, that's true. You're not well, wrong. It's still comics, but but I think I, I would be really impressed if they somehow save him with the references now. That was the first time I ever sat there and looked at the screen and went, pull a Marvel, pull a Marvel, pull a Marvel. Yeah. I don't care how you do it. Save save, Merlin. Save Merlin.
2: That may have been my favorite. Man, I, so this movie for me had some moments that I was like, holy crap, I can't believe this is happening. And then some moments that I was like, oh, gosh, this is kind of like tugging at my heart. Like the whole scene where Egg- Eggsy's looking at um, Harry and he's like, you know, the world needs you, everything else needs you. I need you like, you know, the whole reason I'm who I am is because of you. Mm -hmm. You I need you back. We need you. That was like, man, the Merlin whole scene was like, whoo, that, that, that. Even the, even a simple
1: one, like early in the movie when Eggsy and the princess are talking and she mentions him and it's like, I wish I could have met Harry. Yeah. And you can just see the devastation and the, the like heartache on the actor's face. Like he did an amazing job yeah. and like he had to turn around away from the princess and like make this joke, but it was him turning around because he couldn't, he couldn't hold himself yeah. together, which just really built to, you know, if you didn't really care about the relationship and him coming b- back, it built up to that. But you know,
0: And I got to say one thing too, even if they bring Merlin back in the third one, if they're, if they get greenlit for third, even if they bring him back, I still think that they b- did a better job than any Marvel film has killing off a single character because they made you care. And in that moment, you sat there and there was actually the suspension of disbelief of like, are they gonna kill what crazy thing are they gonna do to save them? And mm-hmm. then boom. And then nope. Oh Because if there was ever
1: a And movie then the best was- part, there wasn't a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Cause well, now Tommy has made me realize that one thing one big thing that bothers him about Marvel movies, and I don't know if you've mentioned this on the podcast, is You can't, Marvel can't have a serious moment without cracking a joke. And I get that to an extent, but you can't always do that. So like it was heavy and it happened and there was even a lot longer than I expected. A moment of you seeing the two characters' faces and how they react to that and then they immediately go into action. But they held on that a lot longer than I expected. It wasn't like, I'm mad, I'm going to fight. They both were like... Ooh, I can't believe that happened. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And you see
0: them wrestle with their emotions, and at the same time, it makes you wrestle with yours because here's a character, and whoa. Yeah. They actually mm-hmm. blew him up. Man, and they- the reason I think that they actually killed him off is actually from Whiskey's character talking about picking up his pieces. Um, hmm. When he talks about when he's threatening um, Galahand, he makes a comment about, you know, I'll chop you up into enough pieces that. Uh, are so small that even will you know fit even, even the pieces yeah though. Merlin what's yeah. left of Merlin into the same jar or yeah, I don't whatever. think he's
2: coming back and man but you know I, I agree with what you're saying there was a there was a tension there like they built that tension so well between they've got to save the world but their friend just died and just sacrificed yeah. himself so that they could really do it.
1: Mm-hmm. I um I was also I, I that that moment was powerful because in the moment i'm like they're gonna he steps on a, a landmine and i'm like he's gonna get away they're gonna shut it off because they mentioned turning off the landmines before yeah. but then merlin starts singing the song uh that i was just singing country old take me home and and just starts cutting down bushes and so the enemy (laughs) slowly slowly getting up close to him as he's singing and i'm just like he's drawing in the enemies and he's gonna step off it and when it happens it was so epic and cool of him but so devastatingly sad that it was just a fantastic scene yeah it was great another death that i'm really sad about that that they just kind of brushed under and i thought for sure she was coming back was roxy so Roxy in the mm. first movie was Exy's Egg- best friend during the Kingsman stuff. She becomes Lancelot in the end and she is in the one of the castles when it gets blown up and you see her realize it's about to happen and she takes cover. So I expected she's I one so of the too. best agent that she was going to come back but they said she was dead and she never showed up and I was really sad that they didn't do more with that and maybe they'll bring her back in the next one and that would be cool because she was a really cool character but i was a little sad that like they kill her off and then just kind of brush it under the rug and she didn't at least show up in some some way shape or form yeah. and if i mean if harry came back she could come back but for now i'm assuming she's dead which makes me sad because she was a find cool a lazarus character. pit
2: man no big deal has <laughs> <Rosal laughs> got him everywhere hey it's
1: batman day by the way Happy the day Batman we're recording Happy day. this. Happy, Happy Batman, Batman day. day. It won't come out on Batman Day, but it's Batman Day when we're recording this. So you were, so- you
2: were just mentioning this great John Denver song, uh, Country Road, mentioning of the South and of the country, oh my gosh! Yes. Which, which all of us reside <laughs> in. The I'm going to go ahead and apologize <laughs> to everyone.
0: That is my adorable puppy. She wants to join us on the podcast. Um, it's okay, Ridley.
2: Yeah, Ridley's good.
0: I'm going to have to...
2: Yeah. We're good to keep going? So let's, let, uh,
1: you know. Yeah, so country. what you're transitioning to, my probably favorite part of this, and we can talk about our other favorite parts, is we get to see the American equivalent of the Kingsmen, which are the Statesmen, good name, by the way, who, instead of owning a tailor shop, very appropriately for America, is a whiskey distillery. Yes. So basically, it's Jack Daniels. And so they're really American and really country
2: and like cowboys. I do do think they say it's Kentucky, right? It is Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's in Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. I was just making sure I was tracking my head. Mm hmm.
1: So they they basically. I love the so so they go to this vault and it's just got this whiskey in it and they realize
0: and it's, it's supposed God, to have the contingency plan. It's, it's after supposed to be like the contingency, like dies. Code yeah, black. Code, it was Armageddon.
1: Arm yeah, the Armageddon protocol or whatnot. And so eventually they figure out they're supposed to go there. And I like how when they the Americans go to their Armageddon box, it's an umbrella with the tailor yeah. shop on it. I'm like, I think the I think the Brits got the better end of this I transaction. Absolutely
0: agree. But the statesmen...
1: <laughs> Were probably my favorite part of this movie because it was just super cool to see that the Americans we have a counterpart to them who are just as capable, just as as uh, skilled and and, just as ridiculous, and just as ridiculous. My one downside of The Statesman is uh, Channing Tatum's character. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum.
2: Sorry, his character Tequila is kind of (laughs) sidelined from. Sorry, the moment that so all the all the agents of The Statesman are all named after liquors. And, like, when he said, my code name's Tequila, like I, like, audibly laughed out loud because... I was like, that's appropriate. I just don't know. Yeah. It was
1: ridiculous. Now, that is funny. So, the Kingsmen, their code names are based on the Knights of the Round Table. Very British of them. And the Americans, you're named after alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I really like Tequila. I mean, Channing Tatum does a good kind of comedy, you know, kind of dumb dumb character he does it well and that's what this character was but he gets sidelined because of the main plot and i was a little bummed he wasn't in it more and we end up spending more time with whiskey who
2: was also cool but you know you mean like just a younger burt reynolds basically yeah
1: or oberon it it is yes it it is the The, actor. actor yeah We couldn't figure it out, and then after the movie, realizes that's where we yeah it's one of those, and I'm
2: sure you guys have had similar situations where you're watching a movie or or TV show, and you're like, I know this actor, I know this actress from something, Um, and it ended up being, let me pull it up, I cannot, it ended up being Pedro Pascal, who is Oberon in Game of Thrones, and also Uh, Narcos, Narcos Um, and he did a great job, and
0: he had this like electric whip. And six shooters? I like to call it the lightsaber whip because yeah. I feel like if that's a good if good. Star Wars had a lasso, mm-hmm. it would it would be that.
1: Yeah, his revolvers were cool too. Although I was really disappointed we didn't get some cool reloading sequence. Oh, I know. Because he's got a six shooter and he shot like it's a huge 30 bullets. Yeah. And never once reloaded. Never. Which listen, I Cowboys with, don't have to reload. In this movie, whatever. I'm not gonna like nitpick on this kind of movie, but I was he got behind to rock and i was like oh yeah he's about to do some really crazy he didn't he like, start shooting again. he didn't get he got up and start shooting and then he runs out a bullet on the last guy i'm like
0: mm, okay see i thought something similar when uh eggsy and gallahan went and walked over and like picked up the random fallen soldiers weapons and they started walking i'm like check it check it you don't know how many bullets are left you, you guys are professionals yeah. you, you know, they know better done. than they, that they killed them before they could even get a
2: shot off that last battle scene was awesome he did reload the briefcase he did reload he the did. briefcase. That's the only yes. time I remember the whole thing, him reloading the briefcase submachine gun slash rocket launcher. <laughs> slash. Slash <laughs> human body, body shield. Human body shield.
1: <laughs> that yeah, that sequence was cool seeing because Yeah, in the first one, we don't ever see Gal- or Harry and Eggsy Working together, really. So, mm-hmm. seeing them do a giant fight sequence together and like working in tandem was super cool. I also really liked the fact that they're both being called Galahad, and then one of them was like, We really got to work this out. He's like, Well, Galahad Sr.
2: over here really needs to stay behind. I was like, Oh, <laughs> you oh, that's know, that's mean. I, I think Kingsman as a series now, and I, I actually really want to read the comics. I was
0: thinking the same thing. Um, mm-hmm.
2: But I think the thing I like about them, and, and the thing that really made me like the first one, was because when I first saw the the first Kingsman advertised, I was like, I'm just spy movie out." Like I loved the born identity when it first came out. But at this point in time, or when Kingsman came out a few years ago, it just felt like that had been done to death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like the serious spy movie, super realistic. And, you know, I grew up watching, you know, James Bond movies and stuff like that. And, you know, James Bond movies never took themselves too seriously especially
0: I, when pierce brosnan was at the home yeah, yeah this is
2: true but like i just my favorite that's thing true. about those movies were all the ridiculous gadgets and I, and I felt like kingsman doubled down on that <laughs> yes uh, but it didn't feel cheesy mm-hmm. but it did feel over the top that was and the, i don't know how to like explain how that's not the same thing mm-hmm. but that's how it felt like i love that homeboy went into the last fight with an umbrella and the other one went in with a briefcase. that was a machine gun. I loved the car at the beginning, went from a British taxi to a drift car to a submarine within like five minutes. Oh yeah. That's,
1: I I agree. Like, that's one reason I liked the first Kingsman so much was to me, I always described it to my friends as it feels to me like the classic James Bond movies, but made for like my generation because you get all the silly gadgets and you get the gentleman, you know, gentleman spy, you know, but then it's people our age who, you know, cuss a lot and, you know, make jokes and do all these crazy stuff and calls it how it is. And like, that's what I like about it because you're right. Most spy movies, as much as I love them, they take themselves a little too seriously. Yeah. And that was the first movie I think did a much better job. And one reason I love it is it was super self-aware, even with like dialogue in the movie. Like when he's talking to Vincent Valentine and they're talking about old spy movies and how they liked them and whatnot. And how it applied to what was going on in the movie. And so I just always thought it was really clever and really done well. And I think this movie did a good job with it too. I I, I still feel like I think the first one pulled that kind of stuff off better. I feel like this definitely, they just, it, it was a true sequel in the sense that everything they took from the first movie, they're like, we're going to do it a little bit harder, a little bit, you know, more intense than the last one because it's yeah, a sequel, that.
2: which isn't a bad thing, but just, I wanted to point that out. You know, we've been talking a lot about the film and kind of different things. Did anything particularly not work for you guys in your mind? I have a thought, but I didn't. I want to ask you guys first. I'm not sold on Poppy. Well, that was what I was going to say, is the villain in this one, and Samuel L. Jackson did a good job in the last one, even though, again, over-the-top ridiculous. In the first Kingsman movie, he's like a, a tech genius who's trying to use technology to basically control the world mm-hmm. uh, like get the world down this one she's a massive drug dealer similar plot basically she's holding the world hostage to get drug uh, drugs legalized
0: which and i couldn't tell i felt like at one point that there's like a pro drug message and then an anti drug message yeah. and then a pro drug message and an anti drug message it
2: jumped back and forth i agree and it, honestly, it walked
0: the line really well so maybe you can just
1: it's up to your well, interpretation it, it really
0: kind of annoyed me in some ways cuz i'd rather them I'd rather them pick a side, and yeah, maybe, okay. maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe they're trying to leave it up to you as the viewer to uh, reinforce your own personal beliefs and mindsets, which is that's fine too. Mm-hmm. But there's this part of me that's like, I just want to know what are you trying to say? What? What's your point? Like, it's a good not point. you. Like, no, no, but I the, get it. Yeah, you know, what, what, the movies? And, and, like, yeah, what they like, were going what for? What is? What is the point in this? Is and maybe,
1: but maybe walking that line was them going. We want to make this fun movie. We want this to be the subject matter. We want people to think about it, but it's still a dumb spy movie. We don't want people to overanalyze yeah. it being okay. a talking about drugs. So they're like, let's put it right there in the middle. Okay, I, maybe to I me see, that I can yeah, see that 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 makes fair. the most sense to me. Well,
2: and I'll, I mean, you know, I'll say this: like, I just felt like it wasn't even so much about drugs. Homegirl just wanted you have some attention. Yeah. She, she just, she wasn't popular. and She won't be popular because she's a weird person making burgers out of ground up guys. Mm-hmm. She, I, I didn't buy... I mean, the and again, this is just going over the top. The, the villain is all about like... She's like in the middle of a jungle in yeah. ruins and she's turned it into like a 50s vibe. Like you got a diner and like a movie yeah. theater, which she's kidnapped Elton John to play for her in and a barber shop and all this other stuff. It just... I mean... It didn't work for me too much. I mean, it didn't bug me, but I don't know. It was it just so ridiculous. It didn't feel like it It
0: fit as much, and I do wonder how much of that was pulled straight from the comics, mm-hmm. but yeah. I agree with you. I felt there was something a little out of place because, you know, uh, speaking of the guy who plays Pena in Narcos, drug lords are notoriously known. They're infin- inf- uh, Infamous. infamously yeah. known. I don't know why I struggled on that word. Um, it happens <laughs> but you know they they work so hard to be known and to have be credit. known yeah. yeah I mean they're they're drug lords they want that power they want what comes out of that and so I, I understand her desire to have that same power but if she's supposedly as powerful and as as um, well spread out as she is she would already be known and I yeah. also don't think that she could be this infiltrative of every continent in the world without really popping up on people's radars yet mm-hmm. you know it's like oh well, I, I hear it's the golden circle oh let me google that mm-hmm. yeah but well a few people say like i just feel like they'd Pick have more the giant tattoos on everything
1: yeah it was a little did it bother anyone else that it wasn't a perfect circle yes i was like come on i know the person's probably moving but it's a robot <laughs> doing it it should be a perfect circle and
0: I thought it was a little. I, I get it, but the the tramp stamp. On the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a bit much. <laughs> that whole, but sequence, again, over, over that whole sequence. over over that whole sequence made me feel real uncomfortable. Likewise, yeah. three dudes sitting there. I'm not to even. Gonna, I'm not even going to describe that it. If you
2: see the movie, you'll know, you know exactly what you know we're talking moment. about. You uh, know, that yeah. long,
0: drawn out, yeah, close up shot. We have like,
2: It's like someone said, how 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 close to the edge can we get without? getting in trouble they like to throw
1: those one big like things like in the other movie which I I still uh, no I think this one's probably worse but in the other movie it just comes out of nowhere at least this one there's build up you knew something was gonna happen in the other movie it was just like surprise here's (laughs) this line and this thing which to
0: him it was definitely a surprise
2: (laughs) (laughs) okay so you know I know we're uh, we're kind of getting long at this point let me ask you guys this question and let's let's roll around Um, what was y'all's thing y'all liked the most about the movie and what was the thing that Mm. bugged you the most about the movie and while y'all are thinking i'll I'll go ahead and give mine and we'll go this way uh but for me elton john man i just i just loved everything about him being in this um it was just hilarious in the very last fight scene he gets into the fight which is hilarious and even at the little cameo at the end, when you know everything's getting wrapped up and Eggsy's getting married to the princess and everything else, he's up there on the organ. That was hilarious. I just love that. Um, so that was great. And I think the thing that I didn't care for uh, was probably probably Poppy. I just you know she was fine. Uh, I, specifically, I didn't like how they got rid of her. It felt like this huge buildup, and then she she just I mean it was, overdoses. I mean I it, mean it's poetic. Because she's a drug dealer, and she overdosed on her own product to die. But it just, I don't, I just didn't, it felt like, it felt like at that point, Antichymactic. Yeah, yeah, it did. And it felt like at that point in the film, they're like, okay, we got to start wrapping things up, so let's just get this one Well, see, to me, I thought it was the opposite. Or no, not the opposite, but to me,
1: what it told me was what I knew was coming from a mile away, but she dies, and I go, okay, they're like, get her out of the way because here comes Whiskey. Yeah. Here comes this conflict. They're they're not going to just punch it in, and it's going to work. We know Whiskey's coming. We've figured out that he's probably the bad guy, uh, a bad guy. We don't know his motivations. Hey, I thought his motivations worked for his character. character it wasn't it wasn't that he was working with them or a bad guy he just had a bad experience he had had his own motive he had his own motive and I thought that worked but when she when she just dies kind of lame and they're like oh that's it Uh, oh we got it I'm
2: like yep and now next conflict immediately I I did think that that last final battle scene I kind of like this but it caught me off guard was so much like them all calm cool collectively walking in all cool then oh my gosh they're nearly about to die and then it happened again like they got through like the first round and then it's like we're like walking in and then it's like round two they've got to deal with other people and it's then like yeah, yeah, it's like waves and i liked it but i wasn't expecting that mm-hmm. yeah um so i don't know that was mm-hmm. me matt what about you all right um
1: i really enjoyed all the movie i l- really like egzy i liked him in the first one i think he did just as good if not better job of that character um but I think just the concept and getting to see the Statesman was my favorite part. I just really thought that was, was cool and done, done well. well. Um, I would like to have seen a little bit more of that side. I would actually wouldn't even mind them doing a spinoff and doing like a mm-hmm. Statesman movie. And then I'd be okay with that. I think that would be cool to see that to almost maybe in the same vein as they could, honestly, they could even carbon copy the first one and do. You know, training news agents
0: or something. But at the same time, the indication that we have is that Channing Tatum, uh, tequila, now becomes the next Merlin. And I am—is that oh, what that was? I don't think that's. I don't. That's kind of what I gathered. I, I mean, gather that he just, or maybe not.
1: Uh, well, I don't think he's smart enough to be Merlin.
0: That's. I just realized that too. That well, yeah. that's that's the. I got the vibe
1: that he's the like they're working now together, and so he's just having to work over there some, and so he's. You know, That's, taking on the the mantra or whatever of it. Yeah,
2: I and, you know, talking about how we just talked about how the 50s diner didn't work as far as, like, this American vibe thing, I thought that the Statesman worked really well. I mean, it was over Agreed. the top. I mean, it's a whiskey distillery with a giant bottle of whiskey <laughs> as the main building, which is the headquarters for a spy organization. And that sounds just as ridiculous as a secret jungle 1950s diner-cafe... But the Statesman one, I don't know, it just pulled off well. Like mm-hmm. I, it just worked yeah. better for me. I uh, did. Did I anyone? Liked the Statesman, did yeah.
1: anyone else? Which once I realized, I felt dumb for it. But did anyone else think that the main, the main guy in charge of the Statesman was a little crazy at first because it looked like he was talking to himself? I completely yes. didn't think about the fact that did they have, they had the same
0: technology yeah. of they, they put Jeff the glasses. And I think on. they did them on champ. purpose. Champagne, champ, yeah, old oh, champ. And I, I think they, they, yeah, they. I think they tried to make you think that he was a little like eccentric and uh, not quite there, yeah. right?
1: I I thought that was good and then I felt Dumb when he like they put the glasses On and all the other you know agents Are there I was like oh yeah that
2: makes Complete sense also just From like a production standpoint how Many times do you think it took him to like Throw a hat to get it on that big champagne bottle Oh man I would
0: love (laughs) to watch
2: Because you know he probably threw it and then They took another take of just a bunch of interns Throwing a hat trying to get on this big thing
0: Unless unless he took a book out of uh, Scott Pilgrim That's true where they did it like over 30 times trying to get him to throw the package over his shoulder better better
1: example spider-man the first one when mary jane slips and he catches all that that (sighs) was all 100 percent real they had used they lined the the board with a really sticky stuff and they did it like a hundred and something times until he caught everything and it stayed there Yeah,
2: yeah that's awesome
1: So Statesman was my positive. My negative, um, I hate to do the same one as Drew, but I think Poppy. She just never lands for me. Um, The conflict was interesting, but her as a character and what she was doing just seemed a little odd. Um, I think having Charlie there as the conflict worked a lot better. I don't think he could have carried himself as the main villain, so that worked, but if he wasn't there... I don't think Poppy would have held my interest at all.
2: Well, it almost feels like the, the, the plot is more internal. Like the, like, because this movie has been established to some degree, because the first one, it felt like, it felt like Poppy was just this, she's about to destroy the world. We got to save it. The first two thirds of the movie feel more sort, sort of like internal conflicts of like, who are we? Like, what are we going to do now? You know, that kind of stuff. And I think maybe that was why she felt weak. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah.
1: Another negative that I've been thinking about as we've talked is... One thing I expected to see in this movie that I didn't... Was more of the repercussions of the last movie. Because all the world leaders... And probably most of the rich of the world died at the end of the last one. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And yet this one... Like, we see mentions of that with like Charlie getting his arm blown off because of that instead of his head. But like, we don't in see anything else about it. We see the really crappy president that's been put in. But there could have been an easier line of something like, yeah, he got put in because he was the best person left after the Valentine incident. And there was none of that. And I don't think that's too. I think this movie could have worked with that you know without being getting too serious into it but like there was no mention of like what how that affected the world because let's be real that probably had major factors in everything like, wouldn't of the princess's
2: mom and dad been in that vault
1: no because they had to like they Agreed. approached her instead of them oh, so yeah. they probably just yeah. were gonna let them die gotcha. in the first movie gotcha um so yeah that's my positive and negatives what do you think tommy
0: so I'm gonna I'm gonna start with my negative first, and I think I'm gonna go back to the fight sequ- sequences. And I agree about Poppy too. I feel that you know she is an actress. I think she played that oh yeah that character well. But I I do agree that I don't think in the standing of the film the character was as heavy hitting of a of a bad guy as, as she needed to be. But uh, I still really I'm gonna go back and complain about the fight sequences because I loved the style that they created in the first one. Um, and I was just sad that it wasn't utilized more. And I know mm-hmm. it's it's difficult; it's a difficult technique to physically pull off. And I was blown away by how they were able to seamlessly do it so well in the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and maybe they're like, "All right, guys, whew, that's enough of that. Uh, <laughs> that want uh, to do that again? That was yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. I so see we that. did it. Done. Put it in the corner. Um, Are you making a sequel. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I mean, it was just it was just one of those like. Um, uh, bumer. like, yeah, like, not that the fight sequences were bad by any stretch yeah, of the I means. really enjoyed them, felt like it's the first just they movie didn't have that more touch,
2: find, yeah. It that's just a felt good like and, and I will say this though. It felt like there may have been more fight scenes in this one. So maybe that's maybe that's it. There are more fight scenes, so sure. they had to spread themselves out thinner versus the first one. We had fewer, but man, they were like really the spot first on. one. We
1: get the bar fight. Oh, that thing. Was the awesome. church fight and the end fight. Yeah, this I one that
2: I really love the Easter egg of him trying to recreate the bar. Oh my god. Yes. Okay, kicked. let's talk
1: about that that's for a second. The, his lack of uh, per- that <laughs> perception <laughs> because he starts it, and I'm like, we're about to get a bar fight, which is going to be great because it was great. Man, the first First one, and Make he gets up, the man. and he starts the same thing, and I'm like, guys, are we really gonna? And about the time that he looks at himself in the mirror, and I was just like, wait a minute, I bet this isn't gonna go as well. And he throws the mug, and it goes over the dude's head, and whiskey just catches it, and I'm like, oh Harry, oh, oh Harry, you're about to get beat you, up, you man. Bit, up, bit off too much more than you two, bro. <laughs> it was, it was, and then he sits down and goes, Merlin, I thought you fixed me. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, well, God, we did, but. You know, it'll take a little bit.
0: <laughs> um. Oh, man, that was... Sorry, could <laughs> you all told, no, no. You didn't no. care for the fight scenes? Um, well, no, I mean, it's just it's just that I, in comparison... But you're right, there were definitely... You could tell that there were more, and you could see where they would save money in some fight sequences so they could put them in others. So you could hmm. see that there was a priority... In, in terms of budgetary response. And,
2: and you've got to do that when making a movie.
0: Absolutely. I totally get that. Um, and I honestly, I think that's outside of the awkwardness of that one scene at the music festival. <laughs> okay, no, I take it back. Um, Eggsy's plain clothes. Plain clothes? When he's like always in that like, track suit looking... Like, That's I British don't know. style, though.
1: It's just... Because he was like that in the first one, too. That's just the British style. I know, but it,
0: he's a too. British punk, man. I, I get it, but it's still... I don't know. I don't, you, you expect
1: him to always be dressed up since he's like... No, I just... I, I guess just I don't just don't, don't like...
0: understand British style. <laughs> I mean... I, just... I, I <laughs> don't, don't understand, understand British style. I don't I'll understand the youth The, out youths. Out <laughs> the youths, youths. I don't get today. what these young whippersnappers are doing the anymore. You stole mm-hmm. my tires. Um... <laughs> Things that I did like, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pull a normal me and I'm going to do two things here uh, because two things really stand <laughs> think out. Two things, but, but they're though. liked. Yes. They're liked. not right. disliked. Yeah, exactly. All right. I'm ready uh, to listen to this. Uh, the first one, uh, I think that they do a fantastic job of, of picking their actors and actresses. Yes. I agree with that. I don't um, think there
1: was any bad acting.
0: No. And I actually, I really enjoyed seeing Halle Berry back in a role. Yeah. That was, she did like, a really good a, job. And especially a, a comedy laden role i think she does really well she's kind of like channing tatum i think that if i'm in a, if I, I prefer her in roles where i don't have to take her seriously not because i think that she's a bad actress at it it's just to me i i like her in those roles more um and then my second one was that moment with the retirement home and I forgot about
2: that. <laughs> and the American
0: flag and just that whole sequence the of best poop I've had in two weeks. Yes, <laughs> that was.
2: Oh gosh, I forgot about that. Like
0: to me, that was that was my favorite moment of the entire film. I, I don't think I've laughed that hard in a single comic book movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so. *Ereborion*
2: is that when that whole action scene started. You could not have paid me money to tell me that's where it was gonna end up at Not at all.
0: (laughs) That's true. And and how many times how many I mean let's let's go comic book movies alone, how many times have we seen some sort of cable car? Yeah being dislodged and, and thrown about. But and never spinning. What is this? Never spinning. That was crazy. And then not only they're gonna like they'll raise the stakes of like not only is it gonna kill people, it's gonna kill just a bunch of like old elderly people. <laughs> <laughs> Who can't move. They're just in there screaming <laughs> ah! it, watching this thing barrel towards them.
1: It reminded me of, and this is completely different, but it reminds me of that scene in Hot Rod. Have y'all both seen Hot yes. Rod? Yes. Where these falling down the mountain for three solid minutes, yes. which is forever for a guy falling down the mountain, and so it, remind, it wasn't quite as long, but like them just going, Aah! and it just staying on them both screaming,
0: like so good. But I think I think the American flag parachute is like, <laughs> like that <laughs> to a me, like solidified top. that moment <laughs> of just.
2: Uh, States, you know, I know Whiskey's character ended up being a bad guy in the end. But he's fantastic. But I loved his character from Absolutely. the very beginning. I hear we're going to meet some chicks at a rock concert. It's my favorite. It's my thing favorite to do. mission. And then like they're in England and he's outside like this manor and he's in like a bronco without the roof. Yeah. He hits the horn and it's like the, uh, the <laughs> General <laughs> Lee horn. Yeah. And I'm just like, I love every bit of this. It is so terrible. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fantastic.
2: I really liked the
1: scene of um of uh when when they're they got captured by statesmen and they're pouring the the whiskey on them and merlin and merlin just is like i'm more of a scotch person blah 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 you can go f yourself or whatnot and and he goes okay what about you and eggsy goes i mean man i love a good uh jack and jack and coke but um yeah the other thing, what he said, <laughs> <I was> like <laughs>
2: it's true. I gotta admit, like I think that I think Taron e- Egerton is the actor's name who did Eggsy. Mm-hmm. He's great. I want to see Fantastic. him in more stuff. I actually looked him up while we were talking, and evidently next year he is playing Robin Hood in a Robin Hood movie. And I'm I will actually, watch that. Where, oh, okay. I will go watch I that just because he's in it. Because I really, I like. I think he's doing a great job.
0: I, I agree completely. And mm-hmm. and once again, I think you know hands you know hands down that the casting director and everyone. They and killed everyone. It. Yeah, they they did a fantastic job, um, both with the first and the second film. I think that... And, and and I think the only reason that Poppy... I think one of the reasons that Poppy fails as a character is just because Whiskey turns out to be such a strong character. Mm-hmm. And and with him being a bad guy, it kind of overshadows a little yeah. bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, they, they thought they did a good job of... In that, when, with Galahad and Harry being you know, doubting him and even us were like, I don't know if I believe you, Harry. Like, I want to, but I'm with Eggsy on this dude. I don't know about what this and then he just shoots him. I was like, oh no, but I forgot about the whole magic You know, you can survive a
0: head wound thing, and so when he did that, I was like, "Okay, we're good." good." I totally (laughs) called it though—the moment that they were sitting around the fire and he pulls out the glass container, I was like, "And it was focusing it on that." Yeah, we all know what's coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did notice. I was like, "There, there's
1: yeah, this is this is about to go
2: down." You said you had another one too, another positive besides casting. Or was it yeah, it was the, yeah, it was the casting in
0: the cable car going down the side of the mountain <laughs> towards the old people.
1: Okay, so before we segue into binge watching, um, we've got to do our rating because we actually forgot to do our rating of Destiny last oh, no. Do we want to do
2: the three of us for Destiny? So, like a, like a add, there's a word that's Latin to add all, I don't know. Do we want to do it now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea where you were going with that. <laughs> oh gosh, what is it? It's when you like you you like repri- like you I'm blanking so hardcore right Well, now. We you google you that. You correct yeah. something we, like <laughs> after something's been printed or stated.
0: Revise?
2: Yeah, it's like a revise, but it's like a it's like a Latin phrase.
0: The only Latin phrase I know is ad valorem because I have to pay that darn tax.
1: Isn't ca- carpe diem Latin?
0: That's true. Yeah, yeah, seize seize Boom. the day. Boom. boom all right Two so things. we have
1: a rating with our
0: movies or, or video nope.
1: games or anything it's either dope or nope so this is we either loved it or
0: we you know didn't love No, you it, hate so. it you, you love it or hate it you don't have a middle ground no we middle don't ground. have an ope yeah, you
2: do it's ope there is I've no ope. no there's ope. Is no ope. in the canon it is dope of the valkyrie or nope so i rebel drew ope. start us out oh it's dope man i loved it there it, it, it's not perfect i mean for sure but I'm gonna go see it again uh, mm-hmm. with my wife because I think she'll like it, and it's just hilarious. Um, now I, I will say this: going into it's definitely a dope for me. Though I will say I don't think this is a movie for everyone. Yeah, um, yeah, that's fair. But but for majority of people, if you think you're gonna like it, you're probably gonna like it. So dope yeah. for me. Okay, Tommy, dope. Wow. Whoa.
0: Yes. Did he just give a dope for a comic book movie? That what? makes me. That makes me so happy. All right. <laughs> Okay, well, anything you want to add? Just dope. Just dope. I just enjoyed it. Uh, I think I mentioned earlier that I liked this one more than the first one, mm-hmm. and uh, I stand by that fact.
1: I, I'm actually uh, opposite with what you just said. Like, I still think I like the first one better, and overall, the first one... I think is a better movie in just its structure. However, I really did enjoy this, even with Poppy being kind of whatever. I still love these characters. Really enjoyed this. Um, still a little like I loved Harry being back, but I just it I'm bummed that it him coming back just takes away so much of that in the from the first movie. Yeah, but. Overall, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to go see it again next weekend with my girlfriend, so I'm giving it a dope as well. So there we go, our first ever Valkyrie cast triple Triple dope, dope, which leads us into our final segment, Whatcha Binge Watching? This is a segment where we talk about what we've been spending all our free time on. I'll go first. Of course, I've still been playing a lot of Destiny. I was a part of our raid team that actually beat the raid. Drew's a little bummed because we haven't been able to get... The team that we
2: have with him through oh it um, happens it'll it's just, happen it's just it's just i'm getting older and have more responsibilities and don't have as much time to raid yeah but the other thing that i've been binging
1: uh and is i started mr robot and it that is so show. good i compare it to just because of the it's the closest thing i can compare it to it's way better but i compare it to dexter just because the characters got a very unique you know, personality and, and like anxiety and stuff. And he talks to the, he talks to us, he breaks the fourth wall and whatnot. And so it's similar to that, but it's all about the world of technology and hacking. And it's just really good. I'm really looking forward to finishing it and getting into the second season. And I think we've talked about doing an episode that we're going to do here in the yeah. future. Once we all finish it,
0: by the way, uh, uh, Rami Malik is doing a, he is Freddie Mercury in a queen biopic coming up. Interesting. And I I think Snapchat actually had a, um, like, behind-the-scenes story. All right. Somebody sent me. um, And he looks... Exactly like Freddie Mercury. That's crazy. It's fantastic, huh? But okay. I love I love Mr. Robot. And that makes me happy. You're watching it.
1: Yeah, dude. You well, you mentioned it to me, and it's one of those shows I wanted to watch. But I started the first episode on Amazon, and instantly was was like, I really like this. I
0: cannot wait for the. I mean, it drops in just a couple weeks. Season three. Yeah. Oh, oh that's exciting. That's
2: what we're talking about here in a few weeks.
1: yeah oh Okay. Gotcha. Okay, Tommy. What you binge watching?
0: Uh, so, since this last episode, I have actually worked so much. I haven't read a single page of any book, and I Still on it? Still on it. Um, and I just watched for the first time a single episode last night of television. I have not had any time to do anything. (laughs) Uh, still binging House of Cards. I think we're finally on, like, the most current season. We're over halfway through, so we're almost caught up with everyone, but not quite.
2: I haven't even started House of Cards. Mm-hmm.
0: It's actually, you know, everyone says it's really good, and I never doubted that, but it is... I've really enjoyed it more than I thought it would, and I think it, I think part of the thing that I like about it is we've been binging it, but we, we never watch more than, like, two episodes in a day, That's typically. Yeah. And so it's a really good show just to... Taking bite-sized pieces. Yeah, yeah, and, and, you know, and not that you can't binge more in a day, but it... I don't know. I, I think this is one of those shows that would have really benefited from... The traditional broadcast, like, one episode a week kind of thing. Hmm. Okay. So what about you, Drew?
2: So we've got a puppy at our house, and that has pretty much been our life. You've been
1: binge-watching puppies?
2: I've just been binge-watching taking care of a puppy. I had to wake up several times in the night to make sure he's okay. He's pretty cute. He's adorable. He his is name is cute. Obi.
1: obi one. He likes to sprawl out and sit on the cold yeah, floor with his belly. Yeah, he's just
2: now discovered, like, we have hardwood in our house and he's just now discovered like we just got him from his mom he'd never been on it so his favorite thing to do now is just get to a cool spot and just stretch out but uh man besides that you know i've been playing a lot of destiny we were just raiding last night uh trying to get through some stuff and uh yeah uh destiny's probably the big thing i'm binging more than anything else and mr robot we, me and my wife just started watching mr robot we're only a few episodes in and it is extremely intriguing I uh, and only I never so. doubted I was going to like it. I've had several friends mention it to me. It's just been one of those things. Now, it, this day and age, like you know, there's just so much stuff that like it's hard to catch it all. So, yeah, it's pretty good stuff.
1: Boom. Well, there's our episode. Drew, hit us up with those socials.
2: So. We would love to connect with you and you can connect with us on any of the social media media platforms. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We are on uh, Instagram. Facebook, actually, we have probably the most interactivity on. But uh, check us out on all of those. Uh, I believe we are The Valkyrie Cast or The Valkyrie Cast Podcast on those. Um, Also... We can. you can check us out on our website at thevalkyriecast.com. Uh, that will redirect you to Podbean, which is a great website that you can listen to us on your web browser if you want to. Um, and we are also on iTunes. Uh, if you are listening to us on iTunes, we would really appreciate it if you take a minute and leave a review, whatever you think. It helps people find us because we've got kind of a unique name and sometimes it's hard to find. And uh, yeah. We really appreciate you guys listening to us. It's been a great time, and we'll catch you guys next time. We are the Val.